Hey guys, welcome to Serial Killer, uh, the podcast where we uh, eat cereal and talk about serial killers. Mm -hmm. Not always serial killers. No, I like to say violent criminals. Violent criminals, um, but on brand we'll just say serial Serial killers killers, because that seems to be the most on brand statement to say. My dog Mm -hmm. agrees with me. I actually don't know that you guys can hear that, so now we just sound crazy. <laughs> We're just <laughs> referencing noises that we hear and no one else can. Like, it's uh-huh, fine. It's really whatever. better. Though. The dog is speaking to me mm-hmm. like one like, of our yes. previous episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um today we're talking about the Keddie murders mm-hmm. which is k-e-d-d-i-e so Keddie, Keddie, yeah Keddie. um you know i'm dyslexic so uh, it's really great f- and i don't hear phonics so <laughs> it's really great for me to um say the names of things um but they're kind of interesting murders and the fact that they could be part of a serial killer yeah. spree or they could be part of like a gangster situation, or they could just be disgruntled neighbors. Yeah, some sort of like mistress gone wrong type thing. There's a lot of speculation about it. Um, And and most of the speculation, I think at the time of the murder was about, well, we should should get into that later. Yeah. But, was about who who was the main target, and we'll yeah. get into that yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit later. Um, but we should introduce our cereal. Yeah. So because it happened in a cabin, we went with s'mores cereal, <laughs> which like really sounds delicious, you guys. I'm so really I'm really excited. excited. But every time I get super excited about cereal, it's so gross. It also, I worry has the potential to be the exact same thing as the drumstick cereal because which it's I just. I am not I mean, scared good. of that. I am not scared of that at all because drumstick was amazing. <laughs> I'm just over here like I want all my cereals to be different and have their own representative quality <laughs> oh you really want them to be Nilla cereal again no oh that's so, <laughs> so bad. different and then we got so confirmation unique. that it's bad from like multiple other people who tried it but then we had um one of our co-hosts on um one more drink yeah he liked it so much that I was like, please take this cereal. And he took it home to his wife who confirmed it's nasty. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> so All right. shout out to Terrence oh. for liking nasty Nilla cereal. Oh, that's good. Okay, I want to get a little bit of everything. That's really good. So uh, Honey Made S'mores cereal oh. has like... Oh, I just want so it's got the Honey Made Graham Cracker bits. And then they have little tiny marshmallows. And chocolate puffs. Okay, I'm going to try it dry. Which sounds very sexual now. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. So it's a good dry cereal. That's great. It's a great dry cereal. Eat that by the handful. Make a crispy treat out of that. I mean, I mean, how can you go wrong with that, right? Right. All right. It does taste different from drumstick, though. Yeah. It's definitely different, which is good. But it's made by Honey Made, which is why... I think it's so on point. What is there? Is it just Honey Made? The Honey Made's making... Oh, it's Post. It's Honey Made and then Post, yeah. Okay, I was like, who, who, who's partnering <laughs> with them? Honey Made's just like, I'm going to make one <laughs> we'll cereal. We'll just start making cereal. It with will be one. one. I mean, honestly, if Honey Made started making cereal, they could do all kinds of like flavored graham cracker shit, and I would be there for it. What more graham cracker shit do we need, though? We could do just plain graham cracker cereal, chocolate graham cracker. I'm sorry, I poured your milk for you, and that's like, so personal. <laughs> That's like so personal. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't feel offended at I all. I feel offended. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is one that needs a little bit more milk than I thought. Is your milk ratio no. good? 
Um, okay, I want to know a little bit more. Um, milk ratio is so personal. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's a difficult thing. Well, and then there's the crazy people who pour the milk before they pour their cereal. Or the crazy people that are like, I'm going to sit it here for like a for good like long while. For like 30 minutes and then yeah. come back and eat this soggy bowl of mush. My dad does that. My sister and my dad used to do that. Also, you know mm. what they did that was weird too was they would put milk in their um, ice cream or let their ice cream sit until it's almost like a soup. And then you just like drink I was it. Like, so you just want cold soup and that's weird. Okay. You're just describing a milkshake at that point. <laughs> like you can get that. You can do that. You don't need to let it sit. <laughs> There's no logic. Um, this is delicious. This is really good. I'm very about this. I think... Um, it's better with milk, mm-hmm. but it's really good dry, which is kind of a rarity. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I feel like so many of the cereals oh. that we've tasted so far have just been purely milk cereals. Because, like, yeah. well, this is definitely one that you could. The donuts, I would bring say, a bag of it were the like most. They were bad with milk. Yes, they, they were, were a lot better on their own, and the box smelled the best. It smelled like cake mix. It did smell like cake mix, which, which like made, I appreciated that alone. Like I, that was going to be great. Yeah, no, and then it was just like, oh, this is way too sugary. So this is a very high knife up mm-hmm. for me. Knife up all the knife way. Up. Knife up, dry, knife up, milk. I'm pretty much saying that like, Post honey made s'more cereal is a perfect cereal. <laughs> like melts in your mouth is so good. And not in your hands. <laughs> is that trademarked? Oh shit. <laughs> Eminem is gonna sue us or Hershey. I almost said I'm sorry for cursing, but then I realized that's <laughs> not, <laughs> not a curse. <laughs> also, this is a podcast, so it doesn't matter. But it was just I was coming off of doing a panel where <laughs> I was like, stop saying I shit, stop saying shit, stop saying shit. And then <laughs> and then of course, every time I was like in my head say don't say shit, I'd be like, shit. I'm like, ah <laughs> So um I can curse here, so it's fine. <laughs> um this is an amazing cereal. And one of the reasons we um picked it was because the Ketty murders were done in cabin. Yeah. In a cabin. Yeah, what? I was like I didn't look too much into the area, but it seemed like a sort of vacation-y, like, mountain resort almost. Not resort, but, like... I guess so. See, to me, vacation means Europe. (laughs) (laughs) It seemed like one of those places that, like, dads would go and take their kids fishing. 100%. Um, I um, am about to go camping, so I think this is one of the reasons I was like, we should do this one. Um. And so this is probably my fears manifesting <laughs> in some weird hey. way. <laughs> there are whole books written on the amount of people that go missing in national parks every year. Well, it's like gee, a real thanks. thing. <laughs> Sorry, as you go to Yosemite. <laughs> ah, shit. Um, so um, it's weird because it's in the central, it's in central California. It's in the Sierra Nevadas, yeah. which I hadn't had a lot of contact with until, um, La- this year actually earlier this year i drove to lake tahoe and i drove mm. back i drove up and then there was like this like cute little weird route and then on the b- way back i drove through we're like let's take a different route and i t- yeah. drove through the sierra nevadas mm-hmm. and i was like we're gonna get murdered <laughs> everywhere we went 
And of course I was like, it was like me and my mom. And so of course we were listening to their like yep, murder podcast, murder podcast <laughs> the whole way. And I was like, murder, murder. We stopped at this <laughs> diner. We're the only like, you know, Oh yeah. There's like one other customer. Yeah. <laughs> there's a girl that's like, uh, the, this family ro- roams in and they're like, Oh, we're staying at a cabin at the whatever. And then, <laughs> and then they're like, Oh, that's where that happened. Nope. Blah, 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 blah. Nope. And I was like, Holy shit. I'm nope. in a fucking movie. And what, <laughs> role am i playing yeah. please inform me right now <laughs> um so like i've now felt i've i've been in the had area that vibe yeah had the area um it's very um white <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about california that's super interesting yeah. <laughs> is like we have these giant like well, I say that like I'm from here, but I'm not. But California has these like big major metropolitan areas that have all of these like different cultures and that people. people think is California. And then and then you go like an hour maybe, like at an hour and a half in any direction away from the coast and it's just like it's so different. Rednecks. Like it's so strange. I mean, we have the same thing in Massachusetts. I think it happens everywhere that you it just does. the further away you get from major cities, the more you have well, the you people who've have, never left. You can't have a hundred percent of a state be yeah. a oh, major yeah, city. No. That's just not unless you're DC. <laughs> <laughs> in which case it's only that city. Which is okay, now I've just proved myself. Which is wrong. hilarious because my boyfriend's from Rhode Island and I was like, Well, no, Providence is so small and then it's nothing. <laughs> A bunch no, of I don't think Rhode Island gives you any. You have you have a half of a city. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that. Yeah. Um. But so that area is very um, kind of like leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This um, is my property. This is my property. Um. But I don't feel like they were they're on. Uh, um, Friendly. It's not, I would say, it's not like the hills have eyes. No, 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 no. I wouldn't say that at all. I feel like when I when I did stop at like the cafes or when I stopped places, everyone was very nice. Yeah. They were quieter and kept to, kept to themselves until they realized that you wanted to talk and then mm-hmm. they were fine with talking. Mm-hmm. I think they were just very respectful of whatever your yeah. speed was. Yeah. They'd let you which be is that. very nice. Super nice. So that's the kind of community that this woman was moving into. She uh, moved with her kids. Yeah. So it was Sue Sharp. Sue Sharp is yeah. her name. With and mom. she had um, a really interesting husband who was molesting. Um, oh. It sounds like the the two girls were yeah. molested. Um, yeah, she had five kids in total. Yeah, and two of the two girls, girls and then three boys, and the girls were like in the middle, and they were both um, sexually yeah a- abused abused by their father, and. He was a military guy, so I'm sure that wasn't easy to like even yeah, like deal with or deal let go with of that. or get out of. So she did the amazing brave thing. I'm not sure what the tipping point was. We, yeah, no we one don't really know. knows. But she, you know, uprooted her family and moved into a cabin in Keddy, California, which is uh, you know, in Central California. And they moved into a cabin. And they moved into cabin 28. Yup. And um, it was a great community because the kids just would run from cabin to cabin, yeah. staying in cabins. Like it was that, and it, it's the 80s, you know? It's yeah. like 1980 when they move in, 1981 when the murders happen. So it's like this freedom, this mm-hmm. like, this it's the care of each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's, and it sounded like it was this like, 
short-term rental type cabins. Some people right. would stay there for a while and other people were just there for like a few weeks. Yeah. It and sounded so, like there was a lot of different types yeah, of people that yeah. were staying in there. Like and like, yeah, the kids could make friends. They yeah. could go down and hang out in the woods. In oh. fact, some of the, and when we get into the murders on April um, 11th, let me just take out my little notesies. <laughs> um, and most of these notes are from the um, People Magazine investigation ID mm-hmm. show that I watched where we nice. actually got to hear one of the daughters, the surviving oh, daughter, okay, interesting. speak about it, which I thought was very interesting because I've heard a lot of podcasts about it. I've heard a lot of yeah. other stuff. And there was a few little differences um, from some of the stuff that I heard. I mean, not major, just yeah, hearing no. it from her mouth was just a little different. Yeah. Um, but so they were in Plumas County, Keddie, California on April 11th, 1981. Um, they were staying in cabin 28, which you guys is now gone. The rest of the cabins are there, yeah. but they have torn it down because they didn't want looky loos and yeah, people were people staying were in starting there. To, it weird. Yeah, it was getting weird. I mean, getting weird and i mean i would have been weird too but anyway um <laughs> but now i don't have that i don't have that um do you think they built another cabin or are they just gonna like leave the plot no i saw a picture of it it's just rubble weird it's just like they demolished it and there's just like a pile of rubble wow um unless they've removed they probably the rubble cleaned the rubble but then. now it's yeah, yeah i that would feel like building a house on an Indian burial mound. Like you're yeah. just inviting bad things into and your there's life. There's been movies about that. Like it's not yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a great thing. <laughs> like don't do it. Does not go well. Not go well. But for if most. you do, invite me. Um, just for a little bit. Um, also, one of the things before we get into the actual t- case <laughs> that I just have to discuss because, like, this is something that comes up all the time, and I've talked to my friends about it, um, and I've talked to like. You know, I just I, yep. I just don't get this concept, and maybe it's because I grew up in Los Angeles. One of the things that they kept saying, and they've said in multiple documentaries about it, is that it was a kind of community where nobody locked their doors. Oh, okay. why don't so. you lock your doors? Like, <laughs> even if you think, even if you think that like you're completely safe, why do you want people's a- people having access to all your stuff or just being able to come <laughs> over all the time? I don't understand. I don't understand. It's okay. Lock your door. It's okay. No, it's not. It will be okay. It's not. It wasn't okay for them. Well, no. It wasn't okay for them. And it's never okay in these circumstances because they go, well, it was a kind of community where nobody locked their doors and then somebody went into the freaking door and killed them. This is true. Um, My my mom grew up in a community like that in New Hampshire. Uh, It was on one, it was on this road that at the time in like two miles had like three houses and between the three houses I think they had 15 kids and so they just like no one locked their doors and the kids just like ran around until it was time for dinner was it just to save money on keys (laughs) (laughs) no it was uh they didn't want to hide a key It was just how it was. It was, you very much felt comfortable and safe in your neighborhood. You felt like you knew all of the people around you. You knew people were like looking out for your house when you weren't there. Well, and, I, and I get that because I have a community like that. Yeah. I live in a home where my neighbors are always watching out for us. We yeah. have a great neighborhood watch. I feel safe. Even when unsafe things happen here, I know people have my back. Yet, guess what? Yeah, you still lock your still door. still lock my door. No, <laughs> It's one of those things that is like it's a I good idea can't. until it goes wrong. Like it's fine until one thing bad happens and then it's like everyone sees how stupid this was 
because you just are implicitly trusting all of humanity. Like it's that's what's happening is you're just like, no, everyone will be a good person. I I get even if you think that everyone's going to be a good person, but like there's still like your privacy. The reality. But it, this but no, was even also, if you don't think you're going to get killed, just be like, I don't really want Fred coming into my kitchen see, every day. And this is something that like <laughs> I I like lived with an ex-boyfriend and whenever I was home, I wouldn't lock the door behind me mm-hmm. because like I was like, I'm home, like I'm doing things. I don't understand why I need to lock the door. And my boyfriend would get home and be like, what the fuck? Why aren't you locking the door? Mm-hmm. And he was like, you should just always lock the door. Like someone could come just barging in and like rob you or kill you or something. Or and just like, like well, make yeah, a sandwich but... and that's weird. <laughs> like that's get out true. of my, uh, get, like, <laughs> or like use your cable or... But yeah, I just like, if I'm home, I feel comfortable enough to not lock my door. It's a weird, it's a weird personal comfort thing, I I think. And especially back in like the 70s, it was the like latchkey kid generation where if you worked, you were just like, well, here's a key and I'll be home in time for dinner. Have fun. Don't die. I hope you go home because I I have no way to check on you. I think that's the main thing. It's just like, (laughs) there was just this weird... I, I don't know. I just I, I for the life of me, I can't get this concept. I just really can't. Like I, I get that you may feel so safe, but also there's just like the privacy thing. There's just like you not wanting people. Like I love having people over when I want them to yeah, be yeah, over. Yeah. But I don't want you just dropping by and but that being was, able to come into my that house. That was the thing that people did. They were just like, oh, we'll just drop by and see what happens. I, when my parents lived near their best friends, sometimes they would do that and just be like, now they would like text each other and be like, hey, what are you doing? We're like, we were thinking of coming over. But like, yeah, I remember being a kid and being like, well, just drop by and see what's up. I mean, people do people it. People do it. But they can't just walk into my house. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I had friends do it in, when I was in like middle school and stuff. Well, this is the kind of culture they lived in. This is the kind of place that they lived in. No um, one locked their doors. Nobody locked their doors. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and there was a lot of cabin hopping. Yeah, and that's. it sounded like the, the kids especially had like yeah. friends at all the cabins. So people right. were sl- weren't always sleeping in the place that they were originally designated. Correct. So uh, on April 11th, 1981, Sheila, the oldest daughter, was like, I'm going to go stay at the cabin next door. Yeah. Um, and it was said that a couple, like the younger kids, wanted to stay at that With cabin them, too yeah. because they had... They had some, you know, younger kids too. Um, and Sheila was like, no, I want my own time. These are for the big kids. Like, yeah. you guys stay in Which, our like, cabin. When you're one of five with a single mom, I'm sure Absolutely. getting your own shit is so important. So important. But I think she felt. Oh, I'm sure. A little bad. Um, and 100% not her fault. Um, so she comes home the next day. And this is where, like, the podcast get it differently. Um mm-hmm. Than her account that I saw on the ID um, show yep. People Magazine Investigates. Um, she said that she came home and she walked in and she saw this, these bodies on the ground. And she wasn't quite sure who it was, yep. but she was just panicky. And so she ran back to the cabin that she was staying in. Mm-hmm. And then the adults called the police. And then um, the... Um, their their teenage son yeah. 
went over to the house and like walked in and saw all of yeah. this. And then he like peeked into the back to see if the kids oh, were yeah. alive mm. and they were like sleeping. So he opened the the window uh-huh. and got the kids out so they didn't see any of it. Man. But this may be a moot point. Yeah. Because uh, we'll go into that in a little bit. Yeah. Because um, so, there were three kids sleeping in the back. Two of them were her kids. Yeah. And one of them was a friend. Um, the victims were stabbed and beaten. They were tied together. And then there were signs of such extreme struggle. It sounded like the two teenage boys really fought yeah. to save the mom. The mom. Um, the mom uh sue sharp um and it um the people that were killed were the mom sue sharp and and her teenage son and his friend and then the 12 year old daughter tina was missing um yeah which is a whole thing um so uh so that's the crime yeah and then there's all the speculation about the crime right um they were killed with hammers and, and a knife and, that, and stabbed yeah. in the like neck and face. But they found the knife on they found the knife in one of the hammers. And then there is, uh, according to the people investigation thing, they think they found the other hammer. Yeah, a few which years is such ago. a strange story. So like a couple of years ago, um, there was um, what's it called? There was uh, a guy walking along the river and he found this hammer. Yeah, he he had a metal detector. And he was like, what's this hammer? And he threw it in the lake. And then he like went back home and he was like thinking about it. He was like, "Uh, I should go and get that. I should (laughs) figure this out. And so then he went on the website. um, I think it's like Keddy. Yeah, there's a website that's still. Keddy28.com. Yeah, and it's like where they're still raising money and awareness right. and trying to get the investigation going again. So it's keddy28.com uh, and he contacted the website mm-hmm. and the website contacted the police and the police came out and they f- they like went into the lake and they whatever. found the hammer and they've been analyzing it since because yeah. they think that they can get they yeah it's the like same. particle evidence yeah. or something because now they have like crazy carbon right. fucking science the I science was... from the eighties to now is <laughs> yeah it's insane, insane. <laughs> it's such an insane leap um, so uh, so there's a lot of theories about what may have happened there was a lot of like slut shaming of Sue Sharp yeah saying that she was uh, like a prostitute or she was a drug addict and both of those have been kind of disproved because everybody in the neighborhood said she was just a sweet, <laughs> she like, like hardworking, like really sweet yeah. mom. And they did toxicology on her, and there was like nothing no, in her system, like no kind of yep. drugs in her system, and no proof that there had been ever in her system. Um, there was a theory that it was possibly um, uh, a teacher that was. Um, obsessed with Tina. Mm. Um, I think that was completely disproved because I think he had an alibi, but he was creepy because he had a picture of Tina on his desk at work and at home. Okay, that's really creepy. Right? That's super creepy. And the sad thing is, like, if you see pictures of Tina, she looks like the saddest, most abused, like, little girl. She's 12 years old, and she just has those eyes that have seen too much. Oh, yeah, that just say, I know this. She's so sad, and... um, I know the pain life can be. Yeah, and it does kind of seem... Like maybe it was about her because that's the other thing she yeah, was missing. That's the that's the big 
question. That's what question. because there there was also speculation that Sue was sort of coming in between her neighbor's marriage. Right. And so he like the husband was thrown into speculation. Right. Um, and I read, oh, I can't remember. I think it was in a thought catalog article um, that a few years ago they found a letter between him and his it's then like estranged wife. wife. Yeah, yeah. He where said he, some like, interesting things. Yeah. He said some interesting things that implied that he did it, but didn't outright say like I did this. Well, I, I kind of feel like he might have because yeah. I, I will go into that <laughs> in one second. But like, so Tina, three years to the yeah. day that they get murdered, somebody finds her skull and a couple of her bones. And at first they just think, oh, we found, <laughs> this is oh, the weirdest so thing. They're weird. like, we found some like indigenous tribes uh, burial ground or something. No. Um, and then, so they're just kind of like, okay, skull. And I, I think they're going to eventually catalog it. But then they get two phone calls yeah. saying that you found Tina. And then they, um, they do, you know, carbon, they do all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, all the science. And all the science. And they <laughs> all found the out. science. They found out that she, it's her. It, it's and Tina, she yep. died that year. Yeah. So, I mean, they, I don't think they can tell that if it was that day, but. Because one of the things they keep saying is like, she w- at least she wasn't held for a long time. Yeah. And I don't know that you can actually tell that In the so 80s, much. I don't think you could. But I, I think, think that now, makes you feel better. Yeah. And I think now they probably could. Because like, so I listened, have you listened to the Bear Brook podcast? No. Oh, it's super duper interesting. Um, it's about a cold case that they think they solved with DNA evidence. Um, and it was these three people found in barrels in the woods in New Hampshire. Um, but a lot of it talks about like the science behind all this DNA evidence and how now they have the ability, like they, they figured out like where these people were from, like originally, like there's some crazy shit. So like, yeah, if they had found it today, Today, I think then we probably could have been like, Oh, she did die within a week of her family or something. But honestly, I'm not sure that the family needs to know. I don't think, no, I think how long she was. Yeah. No, I think just the fact that she's like confirmed gone yeah, is all they gone. need um so they had a tape of this guy mm-hmm. saying that yeah, and yeah. both tapes were were they the oh, same or were they, they super were, no they were just lost um until recently but we'll go into that too <laughs> like those doctor who episodes right um but um going into the neighbor and his like whole his, thing yeah 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 so the kid uh, in the back room that wasn't theirs was the neighbor's yeah. kid. And um, he starts remembering stuff. Yeah, he's like the main witness yeah. for the police for a while. And at first, I, I'm going to quote, he says, um, he says they were they were, they were were watching Love Boat and they went to sleep. Mm-hmm. And that he remembers um, like waking up and seeing the mom um, Sue Sharp getting slashed across the chest mm-hmm. by two men. And then um, the boys being attacked by a hammer. And then their bodies being thrown off the love boat. That's what he remembers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, ha- he, yeah. Yeah, he has a bunch of sort of dream-esque. Because yeah. there's one where they're like on an island and he remembers yeah. this. But then he like it ends with her being on the couch or something. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's remembering, he's definitely, he definitely it's, saw it because that 
is that yeah. how they, yeah, yeah, yeah. she was slashed across the chest. They were beaten with hammers. Yeah. I mean, this yeah, there are is, details he couldn't have known. Right. He saw something. Um, and then he described the two men and one looked just like his stepfather who was an abusive motherfucker. Um, yeah, he did great. yeah, yeah. At one point yeah. he abused his, uh, the kid and his mom so bad they fled and he tried to run them over with the car. Like he's awful, awful. Um, he also hangs out his bestie. Yes, uh, yes is his bestie who was staying with them. His bestie that was staying with him is a huge time gangster. Yeah, huge time gangster, and um, he moved out here and he kept going back to Vegas. And he seems untouchable. Both of them seem untouchable. They yeah. met at the VA hospital, and they both seem like the cops. Every time the cops can go somewhere, they're told to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with these guys. So it's almost like he's an informant. Yeah. Um, and then they also have like times where they're kind of almost confessing to it. Yeah, it's really weird. They get yeah. really bold with it, and yeah. so it see it very much. And then the guy, when he gets the friend, whatever his name is, Budabi, Bo, Bo, I can look it up. It's like yeah, it's, it's one of those Bo. weird begins with a B and there's a D in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Um, but when they question him. He, like, his story makes no, doesn't make a lot of sense. It seems like super easy lies to fact check, too. We went drinking together or something. Yeah, and they're like, like, oh, we went drinking, and then we, like, left because the bar manager was stupid, and, like, we didn't like the music, and then we went back to drinking, and they were, they claimed that they, right? (laughs) And they claimed that they had gone with his wife to ask Sue if she wanted to come with them to go drinking. But then later when he's like, did you ever meet her? He says, no, clearly like, so like it just is all fishy. And the stepfather, um, he, uh, his wife was saying that he, uh, he was all, a beau was always hitting on, Sue and Sue was like, no, no, thanks. No, thanks. And then that was possibly a motive. Um, His name is Bo. Bobaday. That's what I thought. Bobaday. I'm going to say it's B-O-U-B-A-D-E. Yeah. Bobaday. Bobaday. I would say it like that. Um, (laughs) So that's an interesting name. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. And so... uh, the stepfather, um, who I should stop calling stepfather, so I should probably figure out. I know out her name is Missy. <laughs> I didn't care at all about this man. Yeah. I just know that he's already dead. He is. Both of them are Both of them dead. died, yeah. Um, One of them, uh, Bobaday, I want to say, died in the 80s. He died in like 86. It was not. 88, maybe. Yeah, of natural causes. Yeah. So that's real sweet. Um, <laughs> fucking guys always get off um i know his name's like john or joseph it's something really basic yeah um and their last name also began with an s i want to say yeah it was like smart that's yeah smart with two t's smart with two t's i think it's john smart oh justin's stepfather um i think it's like john smart yeah and um oh no Marty Smart, sorry. So, Even worse. So, so wrong. Um, Marty, Awful name. Marty Smart uh, wrote a letter to his wife when they were breaking up, um, begging them to stay together. And he said, and I quote, I brought, I bought your love with the life, with other, 
Wait. Yeah. I bought your love with like, like with, I bu- with four people's with lives. four people's lives. Yeah. I bought your love with four people's lives. Um, so it kind of seems like he so did it. I was going to say that feels like a confession, but then he like died in 2006. So even if he did do it and we they don't. can prove that he did it, like the most anyone's going to get is probably a case closed. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know what legal action can be done. If any, at this well, point, I mean, you could try them. go after the estate. Well, no, you could just, Solve, you know, kind of child by, and then they are solved. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, but they reopened the case um, because Reddit is obsessed with it. Yeah, and it Reddit is. Um, definitely started the investigation. So good on you, Reddit. There is also a theory that it's these two serial killers. Um, yeah, because they moved into Ketty, which like was apparently around the like same time. fucking Camp Crystal Lake. It definitely was. It was just like, hmm, what goes so on here? Murder. A lot of rape and murder. Yeah, well, there's nothing else to do. <laughs> what thing. else are you going to do? That's true. And if you're a serial killer, it's like there's a bunch of land you can use to dump stuff. <laughs> bunch That's of, true. Bunch of woods. No one's going to like, yeah. Nobody's locking their doors or checking up on exactly. you. Exactly. Um, but, uh, it was Leonard Thomas Lake and his accomplice, Charles Ng, um, which is N-G, not the way I spelled it. I spelled it I-N-G. You're welcome, everyone. Um, and they were, they are estimated to have raped, tortured, and murdered 11 to 25 victims at remote cabins in Calvaris County, California, in the Sierra Nevadas. Um, wait, Calvaris County, like the jumping frog? I, I don't even know what you just said. To Never me. mind. <laughs> Never mind. This is a really specific Mark Twain thing. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, I was like, don't even know. It's a really weird interest I have. It's fine. Uh, but they are. Uh, um, so they so they were murdering around the same time in, in like, the same yeah. area. Um, and what are the odds? They are now dead. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Uh, well, Leonard Thomas Lake uh, killed himself by cyanide poisoning, which is like not a way I want to go. No, have you ever read about that? How you die by cyanide poisoning? It's awful. Yeah, like I. Well, and then oh, and then um, Charles Ng didn't um, kill himself. He died by lethal injection in 1999. So again, they're All not right. going to say anything. But I don't think they ever said that they did it. So yeah. Um, and as in like pop culture, the only like really uh, thing I think that that is the Ketty murders like mm-hmm. movie is we have the strangers. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if you've watched it. Did no. you watch it? Okay. So it's so not, <laughs> it's so not um, anything like the murders, uh, except for the fact that it's just, um, I think the person that wrote The Strangers was like, what kind of person comes into somebody's house and, and does yeah. this kind of stuff? And so, um, and then I think they were trying to think of a motive and they they said, what like what if there was no motive? And that's yeah. really what The Strangers is. It's just these people that come into somebody's house and like at one point, um, I think it's either, I think it's maybe Liv Taylor's character who goes, why are you doing this to us? And then they just kind of say, like, because we can and because you were home. Horrifying. 
And well, like, it, I think that's so horrifying. I think the, the thing is like, everyone's trying to find a motive, but what yeah, if there's What none? if there is none? What if it's like- What uh, if somebody just showed up and was I, like, I'm gonna kill them? I kept on thinking of the murders in, in Cold Blood mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how it was like, no, there was a safe. And it's just like, there was never a no. safe. You just murdered a whole family because you wanted to. Right. Like, what the actual fuck? And I think that's the most terrifying kind yeah. of crime. And it's 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 a kind of crime that people are just like, I've got to find a justification yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's your reason. Like, She's got to be a whore. She's gonna, Son of Sam. You know, like, if it's you like, look at, yeah, everyone's like, well, I got to dye my hair blonde because then I'm not, he's right. not going to kill me. Right. And it's like, whoa I don't there. think these things these are always are. logical. Yeah, yeah. And I think... And not everyone's methodical either. It's also a lot easier to be afraid of the unknown than to be afraid of like the killer next door. Because most people who are murdered are murdered by someone they know. Right. Like, like the there's a I don't even know what the percentage is, but it's like in the like double like tens, if anything. You know, even like with um, I was watching a thing about John Bonet the Mm -hmm. other day, and they said seven out of ten people uh kids that are murdered yeah are that's their family yeah yeah murdered them seven out of ten that's 70 percent of, of cases kids. yeah you're murdered by and i think it's the same for adults it's like yeah. most of the time you know the person most of the time there's like some kind there's of there's some relationship connection. that you had yeah even if you're exactly. not husband and wife or father son or something like that right. there's some yeah yeah these like senseless like nobody knows someone just came in and it's also like the the violence with which the Keddy cabin murders happened like it was gruesome I didn't look at the crime scene photos but I know that they're the kind of crime scene photos that need trigger warnings yeah they're definitely bad um and they're so easy to find yeah oh it's yeah this is don't google image this because it's like one of the first it'll just pop up up. it's It's not like something you have to be like I want to see crime scene photos yeah no like a lot of like if you google like Charles Manson you're gonna get like a whole bunch of photos of him in prison before you get photos of Sharon Tate yeah not with the Keddie murders and I think it's also because they don't have exactly there's no one to really Point. But I think that's kind of what um, the strangers what and, and spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, that there's no there, there's possibility that it's no motive and nobody yeah it's because just it's senseless. unsolved it's just senseless uh, violence. And I think that the movie was really good because it was violent. Again, I'm going to spoil the whole fucking thing for you. So if you want to see it, I'm so sorry. Stop listening now. Stop listening. Um, it was not it it was just like these people that came in and it was really well done because it was like it was just the fear of like you're at home and the couple in it they're having the worst night of their life like of course they're having course. the biggest fight yeah nothing, it's not hunky dory yeah it's nothing's not like, hunky oh, dory the baby to bed right. now we're it's gonna like, cuddle no, no they are pissed off at each yeah. other to the point where they might break up yeah and then somebody attacks them and it tests everything about them and it tests their like whatever Ugh. and then there's just like no motive there's no reason for it and it's like i think one of the most beautiful things about the film um and i don't know i don't think it has anything to do with Keddie because it was definitely done i think Keddie was definitely done at night but the f- the only murder that happens in the film happens in broad di- daylight interesting and they show it like they show everybody 
getting up from work, yeah, going yeah, to make yeah, their yeah. sandwiches, sending their kids off. The sprinklers are starting and this guy is just getting murdered. murdered. Damn. Um, and I think that is like just a great exploration of the crime without exploiting the crime. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that like yeah. happens so often. Yeah. You think that you're the... You're like safe in your home mm-hmm. in the fail mm-hmm. of the day. <laughs> but you're not. That would be a really good new reality show is like putting extreme, uh, not survivalists, but like just being like, hey, how about you? How would you like to get home invaded? Right. <laughs> like, how would you do? How would you do? How would you do in a home invasion? I think a lot of people um, have like, ideas about how they would deal what with they would do how they would react yeah. and like you have i've my boyfriend and i've been binging naked and afraid and that is like the ultimate show of you have no idea how you're right. going to react in a life or death situation yeah. because it like it changes you your adrenaline oh, kicks 100%. in like you will you can do things you never thought possible or you could also end up being the person who just freezes and has no idea right. what to do. As a person that's been in life and death situations, I know what kind of person I am. People always are like, oh, you don't know. And I'm like, no, uh, dude, I do. dude, you don't know the things I've survived. Yeah. I really know who I am. And I know what things stop me. And I know what things I've had to like endure and like be yeah. like, this is a part where make, this is the kind of trauma that would stop me. And this is the kind of trauma that don't stop me no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like I know that about myself. And so when I say something about myself, I know in that area, yeah. there are certain areas I don't know. Like, you know, a lot of people were speculating about like how prepared you are in your house to leave your house. Like even if it's not a home invasion, like there's a fire, mm-hmm. there's an earthquake. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, like, Natural disaster, right, natural disaster type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really that prepared. Yeah. I have like a backpack in my car that has like food and stuff like that. And I think that I would just get everything alive out. Yeah. And I have, you know, friends that are very, very prepared. And yeah, like, yeah. I would yeah. not they know miss- exactly where their stuff is. Exactly. They know how many minutes and how many seconds it takes to get it. But and I'm going to tell you, I don't know that that matters at all. No, because when you're in the situation, yeah. like, we had in California this summer like a pretty decent earthquake. It didn't like fuck anything up. Like some businesses and stuff got messy, but no one like got real messed up. But it was this moment where like everyone I know was like, wait, fuck, what do I do in an earthquake? Right, correct. How right. am I like supposed how, to react? How, how prepared am I right now? Yeah. And, and then you realize you're not at all prepared. And then I had friends who had never like I'm from New England I've lived through plenty of blizzards right and plenty of times and where I it's would like know everything is shut that. down and you're like no this is what I do and everyone was like mm-hmm. what do you do and it's like no it's pretty easy <laughs> yeah, like see, that I, I got on lock I know what to do I know how to handle it I would know but like not at all an earthquake my boyfriend and I were like do you stay inside do you go outside doorways I know are a myth <laughs> and yeah. we were just like sitting there like wait fuck yeah and as a person that survived like <laughs> multiple, nine, multiple yeah earthquakes it's like second nature to me when we had that huge earthquake. I didn't, I was like, I guess I should get some pants on and shoot. <laughs> like that's all I yeah. did. And, um, but then like, you know, um, there's a lot of my friends that are like, I'm so prepared. I wouldn't, I would be able to get out of things so easily. And I'll tell you, my sister was in Santa Rosa during the fires, lost oh. every single thing. Like, and I don't mean like when I went up there, I was like, no, there's going to be like a structure. No, no, her no, house no. was to demolished. Nothing. When I picked them up, they had a plastic bag and their shoes. My brother-in-law didn't even have shoes on. Oh, right. Man. And people, and I remember somebody telling me that like, oh, well I, I would be more prepared. And I was no. like, I will tell you though, like 
Unless you're keeping everything you love dearly in a box next to your door at all times. Exactly. You're not prepared. You're going to lose some stuff. But here's the thing. Like, my sister was the kind of person that had a hurt kit. They called it a hurt kit. Had medication, all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, because you're supposed to have so many days. All kinds of stuff. She was planned down. Yep. When the flames were hitting her Yeah, when they're coming up the side of your walls. She grabbed her kids, her dog. Her husband, her purse, which yeah, had keys, ID, which had her like basics, basics, and happened to have her computer. So they helpful, had great, some, some photos, photos and stuff. Yeah, and then they woke up the rest of the neighbors. Yeah, because one of their neighbors was going through chemo and was asleep. Ugh. Right, and nobody evacuated. You have no, no idea, clue, no clue. no clue. Um, unless you've been through something yeah. like that, and then you know, <laughs> like yeah. that's the no. way it is. And so, like, I don't even know, like. These people, these the, these boys in the Ketty murders that got killed. That's they ugh. probably fought tooth and nail so hard. So that for, and like no one knows how long they were. It could have been like they were fighting back for an hour. Before. They were trying to save the the abduction of their their brother. Yeah, their brothers. Sisters. Oh yeah, that's their right. Sister. Their sister. Still there. And yeah, I didn't even think about that. The but imminent the, yeah, nature the, for the people that's in the, the thing back. Is I that's what freaks me out so much is there are those three kids that were asleep or I like know. I don't know if they just were. were back there because they don't talk about it none of them talk about it I'm sure they wouldn't I'm sure it's like the kids in the Michael Jackson documentary where it's going to take like decades and decades or like the Simpson kids who were very clearly near that amount of violence and I don't know if you can ever talk about that no like I don't know I don't know, but it's it's a sad case. It's an unsolved case. I don't know that we'll ever solve it. I do think there's a strong possibility that we know who did it. Yeah. Um, and I do think that you guys should see The Strangers because it's a really good <laughs> um, series, actually. It's a good series. Um, and I love horror movies, so I'm also going to always reference them. You're welcome. <laughs> mm, 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 I love children's movies, so I got nothing. <laughs> and she's always going to reference them. Just, Toy Story, you know. No, that's bad. Nope. Please pretend I didn't say that. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> the strangers. Um, so uh we give Honey Made S'mores yeah. cereal a knife up. Huge knife in up in so many different areas. It just checks off all the boxes. I'm you know, like I just want more. Um, and then um, we give the Ketty murders a knife down because yeah. all murder gets what? Boo. A knife, knife down. Because murder sucks. Um, except for we like to talk about it. It's it's <laughs> it's, a, it's oxymoron. Catch 22. <laughs> it's a sickness. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's our show. Oh, I'm Maria. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck. 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 <laughs> I'm fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> I, <laughs> same, same, I'm Maria Spertalozzi. <laughs> you can find me only on Twitter. <laughs> she hates people, and I'm getting there, too. Um, I'm Anastasia Washington. You can find me at Anastasia W on Twitter, at Anastasia Wash on Instagram. And you can find us yes. at Pod Serial Killer. On all social media, you can email us podserialkiller at gmail.com and uh, tag us. Yeah. Uh, send us your pairings. Send us stuff. Send us your breakfast cereals. Send us your breakfast cereals. Not your actual like cereal that you ate no, this morning. Please don't. Please but, like, don't do that. 
I would also love eventually to branch out and start pairing like international criminals with international breakfasts. Oh. If you will like send one us, day, but like you, I, we need to you, know what people eat around the world. Yeah, like if they if you're from a different like country, eating, yeah, let me let, let us, us know. know and let us know your, your your breakfast traditions, your breakfast traditions, and also like your murders. Yeah, because we probably don't know them. No, and there are so many in the U.S. Yeah. that it's hard to branch out. We would love to branch out. Um, so send us that, and don't forget to subscribe and rate us, and be in contact sure. with all kinds of cool yeah. stuff. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.